It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. All right, joining me now, Representative Lisa McLean from Michigan's 10th District. Uh, National Guardsmen being served in edible food while protecting our nation's capital. Saw that story last week. So let's get her take on this. Uh, Representative McLean, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, David. I appreciate it. So let's let's take that story. And, you know, I, I have a skepticism on some stories in the media, and it's more towards digging into the this into the the details, if you will. What have we learned so far? Was it an issue uh, from a deliberate action? Have we learned any of that or was it bad food service provider? You know, what's the story? Well, you know, I, I agree with what you said to begin with is a lot of times you hear these new news stories and they're a bit sensationalized. So I actually went down and talked to some of the National Guards and met with the National Guards. And here's what I saw firsthand. I saw raw hamburger. So they had a hamburger bun and it, it was raw meat and the chicken was severely undercooked. And then the other day they had moldy muffins and a juice box. So I, I think the issue is, one, we have to do a better job with the food service, but we contracted or the National Guard contracted um, the food service company. And quite frankly, I don't think they were prepared to deliver on the amount of meals that they needed to deliver at the end of the day. That's what I think the issue was. I don't think it was intent. I don't think it was malice. I think they overcommitted and underdelivered. All right now, again, without you know, just thinking, or without digging into the investigation, which we really don't have enough information from what I've seen, right. and hopefully you've seen more. Uh, National Guard Command uh, in Washington D.C. have they responded? And as for the food service company, you know, when you talk about raw versus spoiled, those are two ends of the spectrum. Uh, when it comes to food service, raw is did they even take the time to prepare? Spoiled is was it sitting around so long that it was spoiled? Yeah, what I what I saw, and I'm only telling you what I saw. So I saw it was undercooked. I didn't see it was spoiled. But you know, when you get a hamburger patty and you ask for it rare, it it was even worse than rare. It was severely undercooked, and that's why I said, and the chicken was undercooked as well. So I don't think it was spoiled, and that's why I said I think they were just, I, I think they overcommitted, and I think it was too big of a, an undertaking for the vendor. That's my What, that's what my had to be that. done to remedy this? Well, I, I actually met with Lieutenant uh, General John Jensen, who's the director of the Army National Guard, and then I also, along with the entire Michigan delegation, um, what I suggested was let's get a new food vendor. We're paying them over $11 million. Or if you don't want to get a new food vendor, let's give them the men and women who are protecting us a per diem. Um, that, those were my suggestions and our suggestions. Um, but I'll be honest with you, we didn't get very far, which is really well, sad. What? What did they so? So nothing's been done. If I'm hearing you correctly, there is no per diem. Correct me if I'm wrong. That is correct. 
Right. So this goes back to a food service vendor to fix a problem which they caused. Uh, what about the demand for accountability from that vendor? Look, I, I understand just from a logistics point the problem that per diem could cause. We certainly want them to have something to eat, so the per diem would be, call it an interim or immediate fix, at least let them go to the corner store and buy something. But now you're talking about trying to have thousands of National Guard's troops being able to get food, work, get rest, time off, do their job, uh, which would be difficult. But what else? I mean, you know, what else? What uh, what the lieutenant general told me was, um, you know, it's a little bit more complicated because we signed a contract. And what I pushed back on is, well, they need to deliver on the contract. So, I mean, at the at the end of the day, we have to take care of the people who are take care taking care of us. And I, I don't think it's going anywhere. That that's just right. my it might be my cynicism. <laughs> No, it's a healthy cynicism. You talk about Washington, D.C. contracts and, you know, I would follow the trail of whose favorite son, daughter or favorite friend has a contact to a contract. But let's just say that that's my that's my cynicism. Let's go back to your home state, Michigan Governor Whitmer. Uh, threatened with a subpoena over a secret payout to a health director. This is a twist uh, that's almost Cuomo-like. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, ironically similar, isn't it? Uh, I'm not much for coincidences, but um, what's even more concerning is those are taxpayer dollars that she's using. Don't you think that she should let the taxpayers have a little bit of transparency on the why she's doing this? Why the secrecy? It's extremely concerning to me. Well, is it really secrecy at all? Because if it's paid out of the taxpayer dollars, it eventually comes to light. I mean, and in that sense, is it just hiding it till it comes out and then it's gone already? I mean, we've seen that play, too. Yeah, we've seen that play, but I'm I'm I think we should demand a little bit more on why why the payout. Um, And we it's our money. So why wait? If it's going to come out eventually, why not share with us why what, right now? What's the holdup? What are we hiding? <laughs> oh, that's a big question in any state house or, or in Washington, D.C. My guest, Representative Lisa McLean from Michigan's 10th District. On another issue on the international front, uh, you've introduced uh, legislation, uh, the Iran Nuclear Verification Act, Uh, This, of course, the attempt is to prevent the Biden administration from rejoining the JCPOA, the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action. Uh, Look, that was not uh, ratified by the Senate. It is not a deal. It was not even ratified by the Iranian parliament, such as it is. Uh, So, I mean, are we just going back to that? I think we are with John Kerry and Iran and all these other things in meetings. Uh, what chance do you have of stopping them with this, given that the Democrats have a slim, but they still have the majority? Quite frankly, we have a very little, we have very little chance of stopping them. Look, look, we're in the minority. We can't even stop. Um, we have a, we, we can't even stop this, this um, COVID relief bill and, and, and those crazy payouts. 
But the reason why I continue to do this is if we don't fight and we don't educate and we don't talk about it, um, it, it, it will just get passed easier and easier and easier. And we can't do that. We have to be able to fight and we have to be able to educate people on really what is going on. So, do, again, I'm a realist. Do I think it's going to go anywhere? No, I don't. But I can't sit on the sidelines and do nothing. So no. my and is, by the way, I'm not asking that you do, but we have to be realistic. And like you, I'm a realist. Uh, <laughs> you, you do have to fight or at least have it ready. Who knows? Uh, maybe someday some Democrat will actually defect. Or in this case, you would need eight of them to, to have a, a real <laughs> shot, given a couple of seats that are still up for debate or at least up for voting in special elections in Louisiana and Texas. So right. w- when you're when you're looking at all of this in the House and the Democrats go a little bit wider, Representative McLean, and, and, you know, they're certainly pushing through their agendas like the COVID-19 bill. What's it like in the environment in there? Are, are, are Republicans just shut out of it uh, completely? You know, what we see from the outside, is it how different is it on the inside? Well, not only are the Republicans shut out amazingly, the Democrats are shut out too. This is being run right now in the House by Nancy Pelosi. So she's not even even letting the bills have any amendments or any debates in committees. They literally are going from her office right to the floor. So um, that's a little bit disturbing to me. Um, and I think you're seeing a little bit of break with the, at least on the inside, from my not my limited experience, you're seeing some frustrations on the Democrat on the from the Democrats as well. They have these committees. They can't offer any amendments. They don't have any debates. It's just her way or the highway. So um, it's not only the the Republicans, but it's also the Democrats that are getting shut out. And I don't think that's going to play well long term. Yeah, but you know, effectiveness is what comes what this comes down to. The Democrats are going to pass these bills. I think there's very little chance you'll get defections on the vote that now goes back to the House uh, tomorrow on the COVID-19 package. So, you know, you're being shut out. You can't do much about that, if anything at all. What about Republican leadership? I mean, Republican leadership is absent from the cameras, the microphones, the public sphere, all too often, it's, it's as if we don't have a public face of a fight going on in Washington, if nothing else, exposing what's being done when it leaves Pelosi's office and goes to the floor. We need a lot. We need a lot more education. We need a lot more publicity. And you're spot on. I would agree with you. We need to fight at and sh- at, 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 at every turn. And I think you're right. It starts with the leadership. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, well, now, you know, wait, waiting for Kevin McCarthy to show up, calling for a friend or point, maybe, you know, Americans. <laughs> but my point is, whether Kevin McCarthy shows up or not, that's his that's his issue. I'm, I'm, I'm going to show up and I'm going to do as many radio shows, talk shows, talk shows, newspapers, because we have got to educate the American people on what's going on. Um, I wish I had a bigger voice. I don't, but um, I'm going to do my part. Well, you do your part, and we'll do our part to keep it out there. Represent, 
<laughs> Representative Lisa McLean, Michigan's 10th District. Thanks for joining me this morning. Thanks for having me, David. You have a great day. And you as well. You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.